0: Welcome to the Waste Not, Want Not podcast. I'm Philippa Ross, human ecologist, enthusiologist, author, and energy healer, bringing you inspirational interviews, news, and tips to rebuild our relationship with nature, revitalizing our natural resources by minimizing waste and maximizing human potential. I trust you'll discover seeds of hope for a vibrant future that you can then cultivate and transform to suit your own lifestyle, so we can collectively create a world where reverence for the diversity of all life is honoured. You'll find all the show notes in the description and lots more about me and my work at philippaross.com. And don't forget, if you like what you hear, be sure to share far and wide. Hello Wastebusters, welcome to episode 12. Well, what a week of global chaos. It's in times like this it's imperative you take extra care of yourself and keep your focus on the kind of world you want. And remember that whenever something new is being formed, there's disruption of the old. I look to people like the Dalai Lama, Desmond Tutu, Gandhi, Nelson Mandela and Martin Luther King, who created a great deal of change using love. I'm sure, like me, many of you are praying for a peaceful solution for the Ukrainians and compassion for the New South Wales residents who've had their worlds turned upside down with huge floods right across the state. On a more local level, Northland man Yeron Yong Ai Jan, I hope I pronounced that correctly, left this plane this week. He will be remembered for his passion and actions for conservation and marine life. Of particular note was his steadfast contribution to creating a marine reserve for the Poor Knights Islands, also known worldwide for diving. He was blessed to have passed in this happy place on the water while paddleboarding. And the words on his photo on the order of service at his funeral said, Be strong, be calm, be kind. Just hold that in your heart. On a positive note, a resolution has come from the Global Plastics Treaty that was held in Kenya this week, where a united decision from 175 states agreed to develop a legally binding treaty on plastics with a focus on taking responsibility for the creation and consumption of goods. I also love that they honoured people known as waste pickers, often found in the third world countries, who make a living from picking up other people's rubbish. Unless it's happening to us, events and phenomena are hard to fathom, like the rapid changes to the Earth's ice shelves that are wearing thin from below due to the increase in ocean temperatures. On a higher plane, the Earth's magnetic field is transmitting an abundance of love and peace available for us all the time to tap into. Something my special guest today has transformed into mandalas to help us recalibrate. I felt the gift Carrie Brightwell has to share was timely, so I've juggled a few of my future episodes around to bring you an insight into how the magnetic frequencies of art can soothe your soul. Carrie's curiosity to explore life beyond the confines of a job she no longer enjoyed gave her the opportunity to expand and integrate newfound skills that made her heart sing and embodied the essence of her name. Carrie meaning free and Brightwell being a beacon for wellness. Welcome Carrie all the way from Thailand. Now I can see you but our, our listeners can't and you're sitting outside and I can hear the birds tweeting so hopefully they'll get some of the ambiance that's going on. So I'm really intrigued as to how someone who was in learning and development um, in, um, I'll say, not so sunny England ends up being in sunny
1: Thailand healing. Well, learning and development, when you think about it, really the essence of it is developing people. right? My job was to take someone from where they currently were deciding where it was they wanted to be and how do we develop that person? What's their journey? What's their roadmap to get them to that point? And in a corporate world, that's very structured, right? And you have specific end goals in mind. You have skills, you have um, personal attributes that you need to be able to develop. But really, my job was just to help people become better versions of themselves. And when I started to explore the world outside of this corporate box, outside of this world that I was told I was to try and fit into, I realized that there are many ways in which you can help people become better versions of themselves. So I trained as a life coach. I then trained as a yoga teacher. I trained as a Reiki master. I trained as lots of different things, a personal trainer even. But ultimately everything I did was me working with people to help them become better versions of themselves, to be a catalyst of transformation. And how I ended up coming to Thailand was because uh, I had done um, some traveling and I had, on my travels, identified this particular yoga school that I wanted to do my yoga teacher training in um, because they specialized in the quantum physics, the science of yoga, And I actually have a a couple of degrees in science, so I'm very scientifically minded. So I always love to back up the mystery with the science if and when it's available. Yeah. So that really attracted me. And uh, yes, I came to Thailand. I did that course. It was 500 hours. And then I did the course again because you just can't learn enough of this stuff as, as far as I'm concerned. And then I ended up never leaving. (laughs) <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> so um,
0: in that, I mean, one of the core there is while you're helping other people to transform, you have to take the journey yourself as well. And I think it's from having yes. your own experiences, it actually helps other people relate to you. And by the very nature mm. of the fact that you've taken the yoga twice is one thing. Are you still doing the yoga Is there, or have you expanded since then?
1: To me, yoga is just daily life. There's different forms of yoga. So when I say to you yoga, what do you think of? What, what comes to mind? downward dog (laughs) position (laughs) Um, of course a
0: way of moving the body gracefully and without any necessarily anaerobic but it's also um helps you focus in the moment yeah that's about as much as i can say at the moment yeah
1: and you're absolutely right But yoga is so much more than that. What you're describing, like when you say about downward dog and being able to move the body gracefully, that's just one form of yoga. That's hatha yoga. And hatha yoga is the yoga that is associated to muladhara, which is our root chakra, our first chakra. But you have all of these other chakras and you have all of these other forms of yoga that people might not be aware of. I'll give you some examples. There is a form of yoga called... um, yantra yoga which is the study of sacred geometry in the study of the chakra energies on your life path then there is uh mantra yoga most people have heard of mantra you know yeah. where you sit and you recite the words yeah you, uh, normally sanskrit that is a form of yoga another form of yoga is pranayama which is the breathing techniques again which people might be familiar with it's a form of yoga, so yoga is very vast, very wide, and varied. And when you actually sit and think about it, yoga is in pretty much every single thing that we do, in every single way that we approach life, every single day. Right. So, to say, Do I practice yoga? So, yeah, I absolutely have to practice yoga because I live my life, but I live my life consciously and aware of these practices. Yeah, so I, I, I do practice, even if I might not be. On a on a mat, practicing the asana, the the postures, which most people associate to the word yoga. But yoga actually means union. And what is union? You know, there's a question mark there. What are you becoming in union with? Connection
0: to your higher self. So that's fascinating. Is the fact that you know there is an association with the mat per se, but we. Uh live and breathe it every day and really I'm guessing there's a bit more creating conscious awareness around what we do how we move how we breathe how we take space um to daydream Even um, are all Mm. important factors to improve our health
1: oh very very much so yeah and awareness is probably one of the most impactful things that you can do in order to create that transformation or to take control of uh, your health and how it is that you want to live your life, how it is that you want to show up in the world, knowing that there is a a driver of um, why or how you feel the way you do, why you're behaving the way you're behaving, and that you can actually take control of that and you can make that change, is when you believe that life is happening to you Yep. rather than you are the creator of your life that we lose that connection but yes yoga really is about creating that connection between you and and that's for you to fill in the gaps but for me it's the connection between me and the goddess the divine source whatever you want to call it
0: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and I think through that conscious awareness, you realize how automatic your life is and how I use the word robotic. But we do things unconsciously um, 95 plus percent of the time. And by being more aware of the patterns that we carry on, not only in what we do, but the way we think and how we feel by stepping back, Uh. creating awareness around that helps you to realise what doesn't fit with you anymore because we take on other people's patterns without realising that they've integrated into
1: a part of who we are. Yes, very much. Social conditioning, family conditioning, governmental conditioning. It it starts at such... I mean, it starts when you're in the room. Yes. All of the conditioning... Programming. I mean, how far do we want to go down this rabbit hole? Because we could even talk about the chemicals in the water and we could talk about, you know, like, <laughs> where do you want to go? But yep. yes, the programming and the conditioning starts before you're even born. Yep. And then how can you possibly know who you are, your sovereignty, your true will, when you have all of these influences, these external influences around you, and you have all of these... Constructs and stories and ways of being being pumped into you from such an early age, you will be like this, you will think like this, you will act like this. Well, then of course we're never going to learn to connect to who we really are, because they don't want us to, because we're not encouraged to. And so the own to go on with what you were saying about the awareness, the only way that we can really connect to who we are is to slow down and to create the space so that we can actually start to see and to feel and to hear that these things might not actually be ours. And actually I am something else or I am someone else. In fact, who am I? Yeah, that's always
0: the big question. It's in a matter of, as you say, creating that space and getting off the treadmill so that you do see that because i make the analogy that i mean as you're talking about going down the rabbit hole and the chemicals in the water it's really about quantum um, physics and our energetic form and our energy changes according to the energy around us and so uh, realizing what frequency we're operating on on what has affected us over time allows us to create those changes mindfully Mm -hmm. without kind of just walking through through life on a day-to-day basis what other ways do you help people transform
1: in everything that you just said about that whole frequency stuff (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) and, and if I may just make a comment about that you know we if you think about everything is energy everything is frequency everything has a vibration including us and when we allow all of these programs and conditionings and stories to when we hold on to these they actually drag our frequency or our vibration down to a lower one yeah. and what we want to be doing is we actually want to be vibrating high because then we are closer to our true selves our divinity in when we are vibrating high But we hold on to these stories, these traumas, these conditionings, these ways of being that we've been told, and we become heavy and laden with this. Yeah. And it's not until, like you said, we create that space and we start to see, ah, that's not how I truly am, or ah, I can change that, or oh, that mindset has been ruling my behavior. Not me, that mindset. And when you start to create the space and you start to see these things, you can then take the action to remove them. And then you start to naturally raise your vibration. You change your resonance and you start to increase that. And then as you start to vibrate at a higher resonance or a higher frequency, life just becomes better and happier and everything starts to flow. And this is when we start to flow and become in line with purpose and joy and love and happiness. And that's what I help people with. I help people raise their vibration in whatever wonderfully creative way, excuse me, that we come up with. And the main way that I'm working with these days is helping people to create that space using mandalas because mandalas are a glorious and powerful and fun and creative way to meditate and to help change your vibration just through working with the sacred geometry in the shapes so what is a mandala well there's two answers to this (laughs) the first answer to this is uh well mandala in sanskrit does mean circle it's a sacred circle but for me and that's our language of the universe. If you could see the electromagnetism that you are surrounded by, yeah. because we are, we are swimming in a sea of electromagnetism, yeah. um, prana, frequency, whatever you want to call it. If you could see it, it would look like mandalas. So if you think about it, we're swimming in the sea of electromagnetism, and this is how all of this frequency, this vibration, comes into our universe. And as these streams fly into the universe, where the electromagnetic streams cross, they create shapes. And then when these shapes come together, when you have lots of these electromagnetic streams crossing, you create lots of different shapes, and you create a melody or a composition of shapes and these shapes, when put together, form a mandala. Mm, If you could see this spectrum of the electromagnetism, you would see mandalas, but we cannot with our eyes. We can't see that, but we can feel it, and we can also see it with our third eye if we become so fine-tuned and we we practice and and, uh, we are able to tap into that sight. But I've just said that, but I'm going to backtrack slightly and say but you can actually see mandalas you can there are examples in nature there are examples where we see mandalas all the time can you think of any um just the patterns of of nature
0: basically yes yeah exactly snowflakes yeah you look at plant life as well the the constructs of something is just phenomenal it's beyond our perception it's interesting what you were saying it's like a melody because um as you were talking before and about our own frequency, I see us as um like a song sheet, and we've taken on other notes over time, and it's out of tune. This is why we uh use the terminology tuning into your body, because then you can get a feeling of what's out of whack. It's only when the shit hits the fan, basically, that you realize. It's like a slap in the face. It's like, well, this isn't working for me. So you need to change something. I mean, I don't know if you've experienced it or you know of anybody who've experienced it, but sometimes we keep doing the same old thing and wonder why nothing changes. And that's why <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we make a <it>, change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my, my little uh, one of my favorite sayings, one of my favorite quotes is do what you've always done and you'll get what you've always got yeah that was a nine. you know you have to you have to do something different to get a different result right and and yeah I of course I've been slapped across the face many times it's like oh god I'm doing it again or (laughs) why don't I learn I mean one of the things I always pride myself on is that I am forever a student of this thing called life forever a student of life and yeah I might work with people to help them change their vibration to change their frequency but in some certain circumstances I'm only a couple of steps ahead of you you know I certainly have not got it all sorted out or figured out myself but I've certainly tread the 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 uneven path and and if you're just a couple of steps behind then follow me I'll show the way if I can um, and I think that's yeah. extremely important
0: for people to be able to rate, relate to other people. I mean, I'm exactly the same. Mm. And it's because of that. And it's not being afraid to be vulnerable and share some of the elements that have happened to you that make, make a real difference. Um, I was forever failing things. And I just realized in how important environment is to us. And this is part of the reason I put the podcast together. But it's also I can relate it to when I um, stepped off the plane in New Zealand for the first time 20 years ago. I felt those vibes. We feel those vibes when we go into a surrounding that either we feel in tune with or we're not at ease within it. We can pick up that it's not right for us. And so that is the awareness. It's a continual progression of information coming from the universe That we need to tune into to realize for ourselves and make the choice, the um, conscious choice to engage with or not. And sometimes, and again, this is the fuck ups, the faux pas, the failures and everything, it's to realize there's nothing wrong in trying something and realizing it doesn't work for us. At least you've tried it
1: oh yeah yeah you know someone once said to me this little phrase and I've held this very dear to my heart since And this was a good few years ago everything is research everything now if you look at life like that there cannot be anything that you can get wrong because it's just research so you go and move to Thailand and you realize you don't like it okay great process of elimination i don't like thailand you try and put something out there into the world and no one wants to buy it okay right so no one wants to buy that well, well, well how could you change it so that they do want to buy it it's it's research everything is research we have a tendency myself included we have a tendency to not go for things because or do things or try things because we're taught that there is a right and there is a wrong. Yeah. well what if there would just is what if there is no right? What if there is no wrong? What if there just is trying and seeing what works, seeing what feels good? And something else that I try to encourage so much with everybody, not just clients, but everybody, is follow the feeling. It's the feeling. And you you said about um, getting off the plane in New Zealand, you just felt the vibes. Me too. That's why I want to live there. What you feel is the indication of the quality of the environment around you as you are vibrating now, how you mesh with that environment, how it's sitting with you. Yeah. So what is good for one person might not be suitable for you because you're vibrating differently. Right. And the feeling is an indication as to where you might want to take your path well I tried this activity and I felt absolutely incredible afterwards well maybe you might like to do that again maybe that's something for you but I did this and I didn't feel so good well then don't do that again because you didn't feel so good I'm really curious about mandalas when I look at mandalas I feel funny I feel all nice and tingly follow the curiosity the key is in the feeling
0: absolutely and And guests last week um referred to it as you say re- research he referred to it as data basically it's so we've got a database yeah. does and doesn't work for us it's for not it's absolutely yes. phenomenal. i'm intrigued when you started these mandalas yes how do they come to you
1: oh philippa you know i ask the same question every single day <laughs> i really do um but i here i am walking my talk right uh, i My brother was always very artistic when we were children. He's five years older than me. And uh, I was always envious of his ability to draw such beautiful pictures. Did I pick up a pen and pencil and give it a go? No, because again, we're not encouraged, are we? We're not encouraged to be creative. We're not encouraged to explore and, and try to find different ways of expressing ourselves. We're really restricted. So I never explored anyway. Fast forward many years, I was sat in a yoga lecture. This is in 2019. And I'd noticed that whenever I was looking at shapes, whenever I saw shapes, I, and I would see shapes everywhere, right. I just had this urge to like to trace the shape with my hand, or I just wanted to color it in, or I could just see myself working with these shapes in my mind's eye. Didn't think much of it. In this yoga lecture, my friend is drawing a mandala, and the urge became so much in me that I said, well, I want to try this. So I picked up a pen and I started to draw, and out came this creation. And everyone was looking at this mandala and was like, Wow, I was like, yeah, I had no idea how this thing had just come out of me. And this was in 2019. Fast forward to today, and I am creating such complex shapes that are literally from somewhere beyond this realm, somewhere beyond here. How do I draw it? I literally put pen to paper, and I trust, Mm. and I allow the creative energy to flow through me. I follow the feeling. I follow the urge, and it just floats. It just comes so how do I do it? I don't know. I
0: can say mm. the same with my writing. You know, they say there's a, I mean, I failed my English language six times and they told me uh, with three different boards, they told me I was illiterate. And the irony is, and I failed my sciences um, with a U for useless. And now I'm writing about the sciences. Go figure. I write in my style. It is my voice and it appeals to some people and it doesn't appeal to other people a bit like it's the same with any kind of art, really. And sometimes when I read back something I've written, it's like, whoa, where did that come from? You have a thought and it is transformed. It moves through you and it is transformed. And I do know when I try and apply myself to do something, it's like this massive brick wall comes down. You have to learn to let go of it, hey.
1: Oh, you, you've touched on a couple of things that are very dear to my heart there. The first one is that person who told you about you couldn't write. You know, we have so many of these experiences in our lives, particularly from the education system, where our creativity, our daydreaming, our desire to to experiment and explore is stopped, is halted. Yeah. Because we are told no. Mm. Uh, and, and and that really is the death of creation. Yes. The other thing you touched on is about, you know, where these thoughts come from. And I could talk to you for for another two hours about prana and the olfactory bulb and how inspiration and information comes into the body through breathing. And that's another story. I'll go there if you want. Um, But the other thing that you uh, were talking about is this thing called creation, creativity. So I, I teach workshops about mandalas because you, you asked me, how does it come? It, it doesn't matter whether you can draw a mandala or not. Right? right? It doesn't matter whether you can write a, a masterpiece or not. Right. The fact is what we really truly need to learn is what this is at the very fundamental essence. And it is creativity so in my mandala workshops I don't teach you how to draw mandalas I teach you to understand how to feel create and creative energy and I teach you to tap into that and to trust what that feeling and what that flow feels like how to allow that energy to flow through you so something comes out of you and that's what's happening when you're doing your writing that's what's happening when I'm tapping into drawing these mandalas I'm tapping into the pure Kundalini creative energy that is asking to flow through me. And we all have that connection if we allow it, if we learn how to tap into it. And it can come out in so many weird and wonderful ways. So for you, it's writing. Do you have any other examples? Um, I do pastel portraits
0: but it brings up for me there are many people who say i'm not creative so how do you define the word creative <laughs> to me no you you go first mm. and then i'll i'll explain how what I, how i define it
1: oh what a wonderful question how do i defi- like, i define the word creative getting out of the way and allowing this electrical charge to flow through you And allowing it to express itself through you in any way that makes you feel alive. That is creation. That is creativity for me.
0: And I guess mine is more or less along the same lines in as much it is transforming that energy into a form of some kind. Now, it could be gardening. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't have to be, you know, how we normally perceive it is art of some form um painting or coloring or whatever or the writing side of things but it can be absolutely anything it could be about decorating can in your house it could be the garden anything and so many people yes. are stifled because they've been labeled or labeled themselves that mm. they're not creative it's an outlet for you to express yourself
1: Yes uh, other things that come to mind singing is a creative outlet yeah. dancing is a creative outlet uh, designing a workshop is a creative outlet you know I was always in creative mode when I was in learning and development in corporate because I was designing I was designing web pages I was designing uh, training courses you know it's all about yeah. creation a conversation is a creative outlet you know. It's about putting these thoughts together and creating something out of just electromagnetic waves that have entered your head. That is creation. And we have to be willing and we have to find the courage to go back in to that exploration stage to be willing to just try and remember there's no right there's no wrong you know maybe uh you people say those people who say oh I'm not creative my question would be well when was the last time you tried something new and it's also about
0: um a measure um as through the the um school system it's it is also um a standard whether you measure up to a particular standard or not I mean I remember my stepson phenomenal cartoon um, artist but um, it didn't fit the criteria of the objective of what it was the particular example exactly mm. was doing and he failed yes. and it's like hello this has really stifled somebody's ability to to grow really so going back to the mandalas I know you've created or you have channeled the energy has moved through you to create one for freedom peace and love of late and I actually printed it off and I put it on my fridge. It's on my desktop and it's absolutely stunning. It's phenomenal to think that you do this freehand and yes, you're translating yes. the
1: energy. It's great.
0: How do you feel yeah, when, you're,
1: when you're doing it? You must be buzzing. I have a mixture of feelings. Uh, uh, yeah, and it all depends on what I'm downloading, what I'm channeling, whatever word you want to use it depends on what's coming through it Depends also on how it's working with me as well, because when I'm downloading this stuff, when I'm drawing, a lot of the time, this can actually be clearing a lot of emotional and mental blocks within me as well. So sometimes I might have huge waves of feelings of I'm not good enough, this isn't going to be pretty enough, this person isn't going to like this mandala. And that's, something for me to look at you know that that's an energetic block or something that is being cleared and removed within me because this is how the mandalas work they they, they heal in this way other times like the one that you're talking about it's almost like i wasn't present wow. you know i i just kept getting these waves of euphoria and waves of it just you know when you talk about being in flow like there was nothing else in existence other than me in these lines you know and, and and minutes and hours passed and I didn't even realize because I was just in in this flow so the experience for me when I'm drawing can be very very different and also it depends on who I'm drawing for as well right because I draw these mandalas um, for people to help them and if somebody is asking for support or healing in a particularly challenging area in their life, I can pick up on that. Yeah. And so, you know, I can be clearing that on their behalf as I'm drawing these mandalas. Or if they're asking for something, um, you know, glorious and uh, I mean, they're all glorious, but what do I say? <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? Sometimes I can also feel their joy. I can feel the love. I can feel the 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 happiness and and the, the, whatever intention I'm drawing, I can feel that too. So it, it really does depend. And what I'm thinking now is many people are going to be asking themselves the question as they're listening back to this, well, how do these mandalas heal then? Like, how does it all work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I won't go too much down the quantum physics path, but ultimately... The way mandalas work, they are a language. They, they are a language that your subconscious recognizes and they are a language that um, your DNA recognizes. It's a language that your higher self knows very, very well. We're just never taught this language when we are at school. Yeah, and you have mandalas within you throughout you you have them in the in, in the very dna that makes up your structure you have mandalas if you could see your chakras your energy vortexes they are mandalas they're very complex systems of energy if you could see the water that is in your body they are mandalas so you are one big mandala as well yeah and shapes sometimes or sometimes referred to as sacred geometry particularly uh, when we're talking about mandalas shapes give off a vibration of different frequencies. Different shapes give off vibrations of different frequencies, just like different notes in a song give off different tunes. Shapes yeah. give off different vibrations. Yeah. And when you, you collect all these shapes together to create a melody of shapes, which you see as a mandala, it's going to give off a particular melody of vibrations or resonances, we call. And then what happens is this mandala, literally emits this vibration this resonance into the environment that it is sat in it gives it off like like a flower would give off a scent and so it changes the very vibration of the frequency of the room in which it is sat and as you sit with this mandala it's naturally going to change your vibration too because like attracts like Mm -hmm. and if you meditate with this mandala if you gaze at this mandala, if you color the mandala in, I'll talk about that in a moment, Uh, if you um, recite mantra with this mandala, however you choose to work with it, what you do is you absorb this frequency, this vibration. Your eyes will receive the information. This information then goes into your brain and it stimulates your pineal gland because your pineal gland recognizes these sacred geometric symbols as a language also. Yep. Your pineal gland then stimulates your hypothalamus. Your hypothalamus will then produce neuropeptides or brain chemicals, which then flood the body. And then it changes the body construct. It heals you down to your very DNA. It rejuvenates and revitalizes and repairs your DNA back to its original blueprint back to the vibration that you are absorbing from that mandala and this is how mandalas healed
0: i see it all as it's a soul signature we basically have an energetic soul signature and you know the work that you're talking about is also like a radio you're making the analogy with um a melody and it is music it's it's Mm. retune recalibrating itself back to the state that will help you realize the infinite potential that actually lies within you, because we are confined by the yeah. constructs of society. We could go down there, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to bring you to the <laughs> Do a close. Um, have you had a book or a person that has really influenced you over the years? And And who and what was it, and how did they influence you?
1: The first book that comes to mind is Conversations with God. Again, I've forgotten the author. The author, what's his name? Neil? Donald Walsh. Walsh. This book was uh, quite divinely timed, of course, when I had just started and embarked on my spiritual understanding. I'm not going to say embarked on my spiritual journey because I was always on one. I just never realised it. But my my comprehension of spirituality, I had just started. And this book was introduced to me and it answered so many of the basic and fundamental questions that I had about how this whole universe operates and what this thing called God is or is not. Uh, And take God as you will. I mean, for me, I don't personally use the words. Uh, I I prefer to use source or divine divinity or creation, but yeah, it just answered so many questions for me.
0: I just use energy. um, And I took an aversion mm. to that book about 15 years ago when a good friend recommended it to me because of the use of the word God. Now, I'm a great one for anagrams and I created an anagram around it, which is a guide of direction. So was there any particular person that
1: influenced you? Uh, I would say the biggest influence for me is actually the person that is currently my teacher and my mentor. My life has Changed in such a dramatic trajectory I can't say that word. Traject- trajectory. None
0: of those. Yeah. <laughs> tra- tra- tra-
1: <laughs> direction has yeah. changed in such a different direction <laughs> since this person uh, has come into my life. That the influence has been huge, and that is um, the the person that I currently support uh, in his business, and uh, I consider to be my teacher and mentor. And that is the shaman Peter Aziz, uh, and I work with him currently today.
0: As with all humans, we all have a funk. Um, How do you get
1: yourself out of a funk? When I look at what I know to make me feel better regardless, my number ones are nature, Muay Thai is my form of exercise, social connections, friends and family is key, and community is key for me. Uh, Dark chocolate and red wine also but I won't get you know balance and all of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but those those are the most important factors for me. And mandalas, of course, I can just draw I and mean, then I, I clear whatever is there.
0: Fantastic. Well, like, yeah, I'm an equal dark chocolate fan, and um, I think like anything mm. in life,
1: it's if it makes you feel good, do it, but just keep it in proportion. Hey. Well, it depends on what dark chocolate you're eating. If I'm eating Whitakers, then no, there is no proportion, there is no balance. It just all goes in. <laughs> Whitaker's chocolate is just by far my favourite chocolate in the entire universe, and one of the main reasons why I want to live in New Zealand. <laughs> do you have a favourite quote at all? I do, and it's mine. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, it's mine. Uh, and I actually found myself saying this to myself um, quite often. And I have to remind myself this all the time. And it's be now what it is that you wish to become. And be now what it is that you already are. Because so many people spend such a long time thinking, when I've done that, then I can become this. Oh, next year I can become that. When I've made enough money, I can do this. Yeah. Well, when really you have absolutely everything that you could ever possibly need inside of you to create now whatever it is that you want to create for yourself because you are the creator of your life. And what are you waiting for? You can say, yeah, but when? But you are. You just are now. And I think that part of the
0: journey to realising and practising that is recognising that you are... Um, It's what I call the D syndrome, which is dispirited, disheartened, disconnected because we are weighed down by heavy energy, which actually belongs to other people. So if you could change one Mm. thing in the world, what would it be and why is it important to you?
1: I would clear all dark forces. I would clear all negative programming all negative influences so that people could truly connect to their true essence, to their true will, so they could see and feel their pure divinity and the miracle that they really are and start to live the life that they choose on their terms
0: that's beautiful
1: it's quite far out there isn't
0: it no no it's it's
1: beautiful and and it's
0: something important that links very beautifully with your um with your own quote that you created it's recognizing it is now and so life is short live it um and live it to the full Mm. thank Mm. you so much for your time carrie it's been an absolute delight you are definitely a bright star um and <laughs> I thank you for your generosity and i'll put all the links to to the mandala that you're gifting people and wishing you yes the best, best. <laughs> and i hope to see you when you get to new zealand
1: Yay, it will happen when I'm allowed on a plane. (laughs) You take care. Thank you. Thank you.
0: I cannot emphasize enough how magical Carrie's mandalas are for lifting the spirit. So make sure you take up her offer of the free one she's created for freedom, love and peace. If you'd like to create some of your own resources to color them, you can make your own paint by mixing three tablespoons of bicarbonate of soda, cornflour and vinegar with one and a half teaspoons of light corn syrup. Wait for the fizzing to subside then separate into three or four containers. Add a few drops of food colouring and mix well. You can either use it straight away or leave it to harden and then use with a wet paintbrush. Alternatively, you might like to design your own wax crayons by repurposing existing ones. Melt them in a bowl over a pan of hot water. You can choose to separate the colours or mix up your own. Once melted, pour the mixture into ice cube trays and allow to cool. Well, Wastebusters, that's a wrap for today's episode. Please remember to take time out to care for yourself. Be mindful of your words and thoughts. Only invite more of what you want. Change words like fight to a quest for. The universe always gives back what you put out everything has a ripple effect. Stay strong, be calm, be kind. Together we can create a tidal wave of change that will serve the highest good for us all. So until next week, dig deep, open your mind to a world of possibilities, live life with a generous heart and take steps to minimize waste and maximize your own potential.